We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful, beautiful friend and you sweet, sweet soul. It's just you and me today, and I'm so honored and excited to be connecting with you and cultivating this deeper relationship with you. I hope to be giving you some tools, some thoughts, some ideas, some exercises that can help you improve and up-level every area of your life. And so today, I want to let you in on a little secret that has supported me in, in improving every relationship and every aspect of my life. This secret has helped me settle into my confidence, helped me know myself more deeply, love myself more unconditionally. It has assisted me in cultivating my creativity and accessing my intuition and supporting me in finding and following my authentic joy. It is one of the very most important relationships in my life, and it has helped me up-level every area of my life. It is the relationship and connection with my inner child. Carl Jung also knew this to be a vital aspect of ourselves, and this is a great quote he shared with us many years ago. In every adult, there lurks a child, an eternal child, something that is always becoming, is never complete, and calls for unceasing care, attention, and education. This is the part of the human personality which wants to develop and become whole. When I first heard about this relationship years ago, I resisted it. It felt trite and silly and completely unnecessary. But during my education in spiritual psychology, it was a class and a subject that could not be ignored. And I'm so glad that my feet were held to the fire. So why is this relationship so important? The way I see this now is we come to earth as young babies. We're fresh from the arms of God. And hopefully we're born into a family. Hopefully we're born to a mother that loves us and cares for us. Although that's not always the case. This can create some very deep woundedness. But even in the best case scenario, even if you're loved and wanted and adored by your mother and your father, even if you're surrounded by love, eventually you're going to have the experience of disappointment. Perhaps you're hungry and you're not fed. Perhaps your diaper is dirty and you're not immediately changed. At some point, there's going to be needs that aren't met when you want how you want. Initially, when we're born, we feel um, that sense of oneness. We don't have an idea. We don't have the understanding of I-thou relationship. We don't feel separate. We feel we are in oneness. And that is our um, true nature in the arms of God. But when we come to planet Earth, we experience separation. We get to experience um, a reality from a separate perspective. And eventually, that is going to entail some hurt, some disappointment, and some disillusionment. As we get to adulthood, there's many times, all of us, that have experienced hurt and heartache to some greater or lesser degree. Certainly, some people experience more hurt than others. But I don't know any adult that has gotten to adulthood without experiencing some pain and disillusionment. So Don Miguel Ruiz shared a wonderful um, analogy in his book, The Mastery of Love. 
he talked about, you know, going to a planet and imagining seeing all these beings that are really hurting. They all have a skin disease, a skin disorder, and they're all infected. And you'd love to be able to go up and hug one because you know they're hurting, but they react in a way that is um, angry and they pull back because they are wounded. They are deeply hurting, but this is the norm for that planet. It's like people aren't even aware that this isn't the way it should be. And you know, it is like that on planet Earth, except for our wounds are not physical. It's not a skin disease. It's an emotional wounding that most of us are um, carrying around and experiencing. And most people don't have that awareness that they've had many um, hurts and disappointments and disillusionments as a child and are now in adult um, bodies that's still walking around as hurt children. So my teachers would say we heal as we apply love and compassion to the places inside that hurt. As we bring love and compassion to those memories and aspects of ourselves that have hurt, been disillusioned, have experienced trauma or drama, we start to heal up and we start to become whole from the inside out. If we don't do this work for ourselves and within ourselves, we're always looking to someone else outside of us to bring love and compassion to those hurting aspects. You know what? It doesn't work. We can't heal from the outside in. When we set the intention to heal and become whole, then we can connect with other people that can support us on this journey. But if we don't have this conscious awareness, we continue to live in this it's almost like an emotional, stunted state. And as I look back in my life, I can certainly see why I was attracted to the gentleman that I was attracted to and even the friends that I was attracted to. It was like I was a hurting inner five or six-year-old trying to get a person um, that represented the energy of my parents to love me. And it's sort of like we all do this unconsciously. We look to continue to play out that role of our childhood repeatedly with surrogates. So um, once things got really bad and I couldn't keep doing what I was doing the way I was doing it, that's when I ended up in school. And you've heard me say this before if you've ever listened to a show. Um, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. So when I got very clear that it was time for me to do my inner healing work, this was something that was brought forward and a subject that was introduced to me. So. Um, I'm extremely grateful. And again, this isn't like typical psychotherapy or going to a regular counselor. I've done that a lot prior to stumbling upon this work. And it would be like you go to the office and they would say, what was your childhood like? You know, let's talk about some of those memories. The work that I'm talking about is different in that it's about cultivating a conscious relationship with our inner child here and now. So imagine, if you will, this is something I do with my clients, and you and I can do this right here, right now. If you're not driving, and if you can, just close your eyes and ask yourself, who inside of me, what inner child inside of me, what age inside of me could most benefit from my current attention and affection and relationship with me right now? Who inside of me, what age inside of me would most benefit 
from a conversation right now. And just trust what comes forward. Perhaps it's an inner four or five-year-old. Maybe it's a teenager. Maybe it's younger. Maybe it's a baby. Whatever comes forward is perfect. And then what I find the inner child really, really wants from us is simply to be paid attention to, to have a conversation, to know that they matter, that you care about them. And what I found as I've started to do this is that become more, I've become more intuitive. I've become more awake and aware. I've become more discerning. Years ago, I was working with a um, voice coach and it got to the point where things felt very uncomfortable and I couldn't figure out why. I was using my mind. I was racking my brain. I was writing down lists. I was really um, disoriented in dealing with him and I couldn't figure out why. So I had the presence of mind to check in with my inner child and actually did a gestalt. And this is when you sit in one chair and then you talk to an aspect of yourself in another chair and you actually change positions and you just have a dialogue. You just go back and forth and have the conversation. So essentially I'm sitting in a chair and I said, little Tammy, I'd like to ask you your opinion about this. And I'm having this challenge in dealing with this voice teacher and I'm not sure what to do. I'm confused. So I sat in the other chair and my inner child came forward and she goes, you're not confused. We're not confused. We don't like him. And it was so simple and it was so clear. But my adult mind has been so accustomed to just using my intellect, my mind, that I had lost touch with that very innately intuitive wise and aspect of myself. So that was the end of the gestalt. After I realized I just don't like the guy, I didn't feel the need to try to make this relationship work. I was ready to be complete with it. And she's helped me with situations like that and more a lot, like in dating relationships. It's like minor child doesn't like this person. I'm not going to hang out there. If minor child doesn't want this person as a friend, my intention now is to protect her and take care of her and listen to her. And as I have, again, my relationships have improved. My creativity has gone deeper. Every aspect of my life has shifted. You know, Joseph Campbell has a great quote, follow your bliss. But I don't think if we're not in touch with our inner child, if we're not in relationship with our inner child, we're not going to be able to find our bliss. As children, we know what brings us joy. We don't think about it. We just know. We innately essentially know. We're designed to play. We're designed to celebrate. We're designed to have a good time as kids. But then we start buying into what the world teaches us. We start to think we have to get good grades. We have to mind. We have to behave. We have to be the good girl. or uh, We have to be the little boy that doesn't cry because big boys don't cry. So we lose that um, inner wisdom and that innate uh, knowingness of the inner child. So um, something else I do that's very helpful and very powerful is at night I will check in with myself. Who inside of me needs my attention right now? Who inside of me needs to have a conversation right now? Right now? And I will just be in relationship with that aspect. 
And again, sometimes it's a teenager, sometimes it's a younger aspect, sometimes it's the me of a year ago. So again, every time we experience a drama or trauma, it's almost like an aspect of ourselves splinters off. So what we want to do in our healing process is, again, become whole. Call all parts of yourself home. Bring love and compassion to every aspect of yourself that longs for it. And when you do this, we heal from the inside out. We unravel our pain from the bottom up. We start to settle into ourselves and reside on solid ground. We become who we are authentically meant to be. And when we do this, we ascend in our consciousness. When we do this, we up-level in our understanding and our awareness. We become more clear. And outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. So when we become more whole, when we become more healed, we attract better relationships. We attract more um, incredible opportunities. And in cultivating this uh, relationship with our child, we start to more, under, more deeply understand our value, our worthiness, our innate specialness, if you will. Um, the Course in Miracles says all of God's children are special and none of God's children are special. And that's because we all come from the same place. We're all made from that same incredible, beautiful stardust. And we're all in different packages. We all have different propensities, gifts, talents, bodies, and we are supposed to be different. That's the point. We're supposed to be here to explore our uniqueness and our difference. You know, if you go into a kindergarten classroom and you observe the children, maybe three, four, five-year-old children's preschool or kindergarten, you see them all being so incredibly beautifully unique. And they're not trying to be. They're not in competition. They're um, in their joy and connection. It's As we get a little bit older, we start to realize that I'm different and I want to get A's or I'm, I, I need to compete to get the attention of my parents or um, my teacher. So, But before that, we are more um, innately playful and joyful. So it's about coming full circle back to that childlike aspect, but with the awareness that we are separate but connected, that we are perhaps a unique and um, different person than the people we connect with, but that we are essentially made from the same exquisite ingredients. You know, I always say ego is living from separation and fear and edging God out. Igo is living from inviting God only, connection and love. And as we take responsibility for our inner child, we become more discerning. We become more intuitive and aware. We, we know who's an easy fit for our authentic shape and who is not. We don't try to contort ourselves. We don't do things we don't want to do. We don't try to manipulate ourselves or others. We find our authentic shape. We become whole. We attract things that are natural, easy fit. We stay in alignment. You know, as a counselor, as a holistic life counselor, so Often, I have couples come to me for relationship counseling. And what I see are two wounded inner children fighting and vying to get their needs met without the awareness 
of their own um, boundaries. Not knowing how to take care of themselves, but then insisting somebody else validates values and takes care of them. And it doesn't ever work. And I, I've done this myself, you know, I, uh, I've told this story a few times, uh, and I don't know if you've heard it. I hope not. But if you have, I apologize. Maybe I'll say it a little differently this time. Um, I became pretty whole, and my inner child was pretty integrated when I met my husband. But it's not like we do this work, and then we manifest the love of our life, and then we forget about it. It's an ongoing relationship. It's an ongoing, constant, just like Carl Jung's quote, it needs unceasing care, love, and attention. So um, there was a situation where I chipped a plate and my husband got disproportionately angry about this chip plate. And it wasn't a special plate. I think we got it at Target. It was like $5. So I don't know why he, well, I know now why he lost his mind, but at the time it was very confusing loading the dishwasher, chipped a plate, and he got really angry, kind of turned beet red and was like yelling at me. And I was, I felt like a five-year-old. I felt like this wounded little kid. It's like, I'm just trying to do something good and you're being mean to me. And so I had the presence of mind to check in and say, little Tammy, how are you? And she goes, well, not good. Steve's yelling at me and it just hurts my feelings and I'm just trying to be good. And I said, well, what do you need from me right now? And she goes, well, I'd like just to have a conversation. So I walked out of the kitchen, I went in my bedroom and I sat down and I said, what do you need from me right now? And she goes, well, did I do something bad or wrong? And I said, no, you were just trying to help. This has nothing to do with you. This is his stuff. And he goes, she goes, well, it felt like it was personal. And I said, well, when he comes in here, we can have a conversation with him. What would you like me to say? She goes, well, first of all, I'd like him to apologize. Because until he apologizes, I'm going to be mad. I'm gonna, my arms are crossed and I don't even want to have a conversation with him. So I said, okay, we will request an apology and we'll see what happens from there. So um, I knew that that was my next step. And he came in and he apologized. I said, um, Steve, you really hurt my feelings and I need an apology. And so he apologized. And then I was able to show up because my inner child was, um, she felt safe. She felt solid. She felt um, acknowledged. I was able to speak with him from a more emotionally and spiritually mature place. I was able to show up more as an adult in the relationship with Steve. So he goes, I said, you, you hurt my feelings. You yelled at me about this plate. And um, I was just trying to help. And so until you apologize to me, I can't really hear anything you say. Because I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I guess I did yell at you. I apologize. And, I, and then I said, well, so what was coming up for you? What did that bring up for you? Why did that make you so angry? And he goes, well, I guess it's just that I want to keep things nice. And it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to keep everything in order. It's like things feel so chaotic. And not just here. He goes, that wasn't a big deal, you know, now that we're speaking of this. But at work, things are really um, overwhelming. And I'm just really frustrated. So I, I was able to hear from him what I knew on some level that what was going on wasn't personal. He was blowing something out of proportion because of something else going on. So once I had this awareness and I was settled in and I was in that place of approving and loving of that aspect of myself, she was no longer coming from that wounded place. She was able to um, relax and be at peace within me and I could show up as an adult. I could then hold space for him to get in touch with his inner child and figure out what was going on. 
And it ended up, as we followed the line of energy back, that this came from his childhood, things that had gone on gone on in his home and family of origin. So as we know how to do this work for ourselves, we become more whole and we can show up more fully as an authentically empowered, emotionally mature being in our primary relationships and in all areas of our life. We can speak from a place of greater equanimity, We can be more solid, more positive, more loving, because we're not coming from a wounded, fear-based place any longer. We become more wise. We become more playful. We become more intelligent. So um, a, a clue as to when the inner child is flailing is anytime we are acting disproportionately upset in a situation. So with Steve, I could see he was acting dis- disproportionately upset when the plate was chipped. Um, and so now when I'm really upset about something that has happened and I'm hurting and I'm flailing, I can simply turn inward and say, how old am I now? What is going on for me now? Who inside of me needs my attention right now? And if I have the presence of mind to do that anytime I'm in pain or anguish or confusion, there's always information. There's always an aspect that shows up. And once I have that inner dialogue and soothe that that little younger being inside of me, it's like the emotion starts to dissipate and I'm able to come back to a more um, peaceful place of equanimity and clarity. So the funny thing is, connecting with our inner child can support us in tapping into our own truth. Integrating that younger aspect of us can help us become more adult-like. It's interesting. It's like coming full circle. And the journey of the hero, the inner child, is off trying to create and be and do from a place of separation. But as we experience enough pain and anguish and we start to invite God in, as we start to ask for help and we start to um, attract the right teachers and situations, we start to become more healed and whole. We come full circle and we are the inner child again. But we are the inner child with wisdom and emotional maturity and awareness. You know, Wayne Dyer says it's never too late to have a happy childhood. And for now, for me, for sure, I'm having the best childhood ever. My inner child informed me she likes purple and sparkles and unicorns. And as I um, listened and accepted and received that, as we started riding horses and wearing more sparkly purple stuff, um, People have said, Tammy, you're so fun and silly, and it's always so joyful to hang out with you. And it's because my inner child is so present and is such a piece of the puzzle in my life. And what I found it does, it gives other people permission to be in their joy and their authenticity and to celebrate themselves. You know, there's this wonderful world called entelechy. It means our soul's code, our soul's purpose, like the intelligence of an acorn is to be an oak tree. 
the entelechy of a sunflower seed is to be a sunflower. And you embody a seed of brilliance and amazingness inside of you that is who you are to be. The inner child can help us tap into our entelechy. As we look at our um, childhood or when we were young, before we started feeling the drama and trauma, we can see what we loved and who we were. I loved horses in purple, but I forgot about those things as I had to become an adult in the world. But as I've integrated, as I brought those qualities back of the inner child and I celebrate them, we have an amazing magical time. I take her on day dates. I see what she wants. I don't make my husband responsible for taking care of her needs. I can take care of her needs. And as I do, then I'm free to be an adult with my husband and let him be who he is without demanding anything other than that. And I could do this in all of my friendships. And you know what? You can too. If you need some support with this, I have some guided meditations on my website, TammyBPhD.com. And you can um, grab a guided meditation to help you integrate and open up to that relationship. There's simple processes you can do left hand, right hand writing, whatever your dominant hand is, write to your inner child, and then your non-dominant hand, let them respond. You can do the gestalt, have a conversation, sit in the chair, let them speak to you. It's also a chapter in my book, Manifesting Love from the Inside Out. Chapter six, I talk about this very vital and important relationship. And if you do this, I promise you will start to relax and settle into the place inside of you where magic and miracles and majesty can start to occur. You are a prince or a princess. You are royalty. And once you understand this for yourself, as you integrate this beautiful, incredible, magical prince or princess inside of you, as you make them understand how valuable and innately worthy they are, your life will start to shift and transform from the inside out. Please be in touch with me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com with any questions, thoughts, comments. Grab my guided meditation. Let's continue the conversation. You are royalty. You are magical. You are a miracle. You're in my heart and prayers. I love you. God bless you. Keep celebrating yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.